great day, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Strategic Possibilities Show, where we discuss success and growth to help you launch potential in your personal and professional life. My name is Emmett Ferguson, and I am your host. Hello there, and I am very excited to do this episode for you, my very wonderful listener. Thank you so much for tuning in, and this episode is about the illusion of self-help. The illusion of self-help and how to start making changes, how to start create uh, more more in your life. And this is taking the perspective that self-help can create an illusion. Now, here's the thing is if you're reading self-help and you're happy and you're completely happy just doing that, you're truly happy, you love enjoying every moment of reading self-help every single day, and that is what you love to do, then, you know, Go ahead and read self-help. This, this, this isn't specifically, you know, when I'm not, I'm not here to criticize self-help. Self-help is valuable. There's a lot of great self-help books that are written by some amazing people, by some amazing uh, researchers, by some amazing therapists, by some people who have dedicated their careers to helping people live more fulfilling lives. So self-help itself is very valuable. And now, you could even say it might even be a form of therapy for some people. So if you absolutely love self-help, if it makes you happy, if you can't imagine what it would be like if you can't read self-help because you're so happy by it and you don't need anything else in your life, absolutely fine. Now, here's the thing is for the people that are listening, there's a lot of people that I imagine would be reading self-help, you know, and, I'm not, uh, and that ranges from people who are trying to, you know, overcome some addictions maybe, or, you know, they're trying to over build some more confidence in themselves. They're trying to come up with an idea to launch a business or move up in their careers or, you know, just be happy again, but the happiness isn't tied to self-help. So for those of you that are listening, that are trying to make some change, in your life that want to do something bigger, that maybe want to create a business, have more confidence, things like that, and then this podcast, this episode is for you because I'm going to share with you some ideas that are going to be incredibly valuable. So stay tuned. And you know, thinking about self-help, right? Who it's written by? Most of self-help, and I'm talking about the really good self-help. I'm not talking about like the the random off the shelf. You know, not sure who this author is. Self-help. I'm talking about the one that are written by you know, world-class uh, researchers, world-class therapists, even famous personal development guru speakers. A lot of them are very helpful because they, and they put their ideas into the book. And what self-help does, it is helping yourself. It is helping you become happy. The main purpose that people do for self-help is literally to help people feel happy because that is the ultimate thing that, uh, that you want to most people we're, we're talking about two people here, right? Earlier in this episode, I was talking about people who, you know, love self-help and they get so happy by it and their life is absolutely fine. And they just love reading self-help because they, they just love it and it makes them have so happy. So that's one person. Now this, this other person who is looking for more and they're looking for the answers within a self-help book. They're trying to find the answers. And here's where this could go wrong, especially if you're looking to launch a business, right? Because here's the thing is, Launching a business is many things. It's confidence. It's finding the right idea. It's finding the right opportunity. It's knowing, being around the right people. It's knowing where to invest your money 
from marketing, resources, hiring, and, and all of that, and, and public speaking, and marketing, advertising, public relations. So that, that is in many areas. And here's the thing is a lot of people who are reading books like Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich is a self-help book. It was written back in a, back in a time and released in 1937. Now, it was written earlier. There's an earlier version um, you know, there's some earlier versions of the book, but originally it was released. The, the most common version, like the original launch was in 1937. And you think about that book that was designed to help a huge transitioning world. This world was the entire United States was transitioning from, you know, the 1800s into this new world that was manufacturing heavy, where education was starting to grow. More people were becoming educated. More millionaires were being created. You had people like Andrew Carnegie and Henry Ford and all those people starting to come out of the woodworks. And that was completely mind blowing to most of the population that was undereducated. Most of the population was doing, you know, tons of manual labor and most people didn't believe in themselves, right? They might've heard about the American dream, but I think in, for the most of the population, they weren't educated enough to the level where they could believe in themselves, where they believe that they have the ability to create financial freedom for themselves, for, to create the business, their, their idea, to launch their idea. They didn't have the confidence. They didn't have the belief because you know there was different stratospheres of society, right? There was, there was the hierarchy, right? The very successful business leaders. And then there was you know everybody else who was like working for them and things like that and everywhere in between, right? So now you think about today, there you know nobody wants to believe that there's a hierarchy. Everybody wants things to be you know fairly equal or whatever. And whether you believe in, in um, you know, or or you realize that there is you know a, a middle class based on your income and everything, and you know an upper class and everything. There are certain countries that believe that even more heavy than the United States. And then, you know, looking back into the 1800s, going into the 1900s, those beliefs were even more prevalent. I'm not saying it, it, it's, it's true that, you know, people deserve to be where they are. I'm just relaying the information that that's, those are some of the beliefs around the world. And those are some of the beliefs that used to be around, especially in the United States. So thinking about that book, Think and Grow Rich, was one of those books that was written to not only help people figure out a system, a simple system to take someone who was completely undereducated and help them create a financial future for themselves, but also help make them more confident to help make them happier. So that's one of the few books that was designed that's actually designed with ideas on how to become rich, how to grow rich. I mean, most of the people that read Think and Grow Rich at some level, I think deep down, they want to be rich, whether that be in wealth, health, uh, or finances, whatever, whatever that is, relationships. So Thinking Grow Rich is one example. And that is one of the first books that really talks about the step-by-step -step how to of building a business for yourself out of what you already know. And there's law of success too. But then there's the other area of self-help. There's an entire other area of self-help that is based on therapy ideas, ideas of therapy. And, you know, a lot of people have transitioned out of self-help calling and personal development, but self-help in a sense is a therapy. And who's reading therapy? Who needs therapy is people who are unhappy, people who are, you know, who need help somewhere. 
people who need more confidence, who need to overcome some things. And self-help books are a very affordable, affordable therapy, I would say, for some people. And then, so those are the two very, you know, broad categories and, and I'm generalizing, but then there's everything right in between, you know, those people who want to read, who read books like Think You're Rich, but they also read the self-help, but they don't really need, you know, the, that therapeutic perspective of self-help. But the thing is, is they need the answers. They're looking for answers like the how-to that Think and Grow Rich provides. So whereas you can search for happiness, that's one thing. And then finding something that to do that makes you happy is another. But also, if you're looking to build a business, you're not always going to find those ideas within a self-help book. And that is, this is the first part where we start to consider why self-help, reading self-help creates an illusion is because you can self-help makes you feel good. The entire purpose of the book is to make you feel good, to make you feel more confident, more competent, more like you have more potential, which you do. But that's where the illusion comes. And I'm not saying the illusion is you believing all those things. The illusion is that you're the illusion is that you're getting the ideas that you need specifically to move forward. And again, if you are one of those people who feels like and is so happy with reading self-help books and that's all you wanted from it, then that's fine. But if you're somebody who is looking to launch a business, is looking to find something, some answer to help you move forward, sometimes it isn't the self-help book. The self-help book is going to make you feel good. It's going to make you feel motivated, but it's not always going to give you what you want to do. And what you want to do may be, let's say you want to start a technology company. So what would you do if you wanted to, if you were to advise somebody that you knew to, and they said they want to learn how to build a technology company, what would be the first thing that you recommended to them? Would it be a self-help book or would it be a technology book, a book on the technology that they're interested in? The, te the book on technology that they're interested in makes more sense, right? Assuming that person is happy, assuming that person is you know just searching for more, trying to find more purpose through their business, right? And they don't necessarily need the fulfillment, the happiness fulfillment they might get out of self help book, but they need that answer, that like how to answer. They know where they want to go. They just need to find you know certain ideas to get them there. So that that's the illusion is. Self-help is not going to help you find your plan or your strategy. It can help you guide you in that direction because it's designed to help you plan, to help you strategize, to help you find what makes you happy. But at the same time, you also need to combine that with some of the technical tools that are going to get you to where you want to go. And sometimes those technical tools is learning more information. So for example, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. If you ever look up the books that he's read or Bill Gates or, or Mark Zuckerberg, right? If you look up the books that they've read, they're not reading, you know, like self-help, personal development things every day. They might read it. I, I've seen Bill Gates recommend personal development, self-help books. Uh, the, he, on his blog, he recommended the book mindset by carol dweck the new psychology of success or something and he recommended that book and you know i imagine that all these successful people have read those books but here's the thing is warren buffett warren buffett isn't reading self-help books all day 
Warren Buffett is reading newspapers, magazines, journals, understanding what's going on in the world so that he can make good decisions. Elon Musk, when he built when he built as before he built SpaceX, he was reading information, reading up on information on rockets, rocketry, right? He wasn't reading self-help and, and hoping that that self-help would teach him how to build a rocket. He went straight to the source of building that rocket. If you want to build a podcast, if you want to learn about public relations, if you want to learn about marketing, self-help can help you in many ways. But to constantly read self-help and believe that you will find the answer compared to if you were just reading a marketing, uh, taking a marketing course or program, a computer programming course, or you found an interest in, in being a guitarist, you know, the self-help might help you build a little more confidence, might help you, you know, check to see whether that's the, the perfect idea for you. But learning, picking up a book about playing guitars and actually finally doing it is what's going to really create that change that you want to see. Because here's the thing, as you're reading self-help, you're, you're getting the idea that playing the guitar is going to make you happy. Now, what's going to make you even happier? Finally sitting down to actually play that guitar. And if it doesn't make you happy, then you know it's, it's either it's not right for you or you just got to stick through it, go overcome the difficult challenges that are, you know, maybe you're not at where you want to be. So you're not happy about that. So then you got to practice and then you get to where you want to go. And that is the, the, the first part of this. That is the first part of the illusion, the illusion of self-help that is, that can be preventing you from where you want to go. So here's the thing is there's different types of books and self-help is just one kind. But I think what most people don't realize is how effective good self-help books are making you feel good. So when you read those books, you get engaged, you feel good. And, you know, maybe you feel like you don't need to go do that project that you've been hoping to do because you feel good about it already. Now, there are the, then there's the other element of it, right? Good self-help is going to combine not just making you feel good because that's the whole purpose because not everyone wants to go build a huge business, right? Not everyone wants to go change the world. Some people just want a better family life. Some people just want to feel comfortable more at home with themselves. So with that, the self-help book, it's designed to help make you feel good. And then the other, the good, really good ones are going to help you get motivated and create that motivation, get you excited to go do what you want to do and then finally help you develop a plan for it. That's why generic, or not generic, but self-help books can, even though if they're not specific to the industry, as I was talking about guitars, Elon Musk, SpaceX, and reading rocketry books and all that, even if it's not specific, good, good personal development writers, speakers, authors can help you come up with that vision. But it's up to you to ultimately take that, apply that motivation and move forward. And here's the other thing. So Then there's the industry of self-help. There's an entire business based on self-help from you know Maxwell Maltz. He was a medical doctor who wanted to write that book to help people. Victor E. Frankel, Frankel, Victor E. Frankel wrote the book. Um, wrote the book, A Man's Search for Meaning, which was designed based on his experiences as a um, as a Nazi prison camp survivor. He was, he was a Jewish prison and he was Jewish and in prison camps during World War II and he survived it. And he wanted to share his concept of logotherapy, which was a way for, to, to help people, 
right now not everyone is going to be in an extreme of that type of situation but overall there is that business right people whose jobs are dedicated to helping others feel better live happier lives live more fulfilling lives and if you're building a business, you can get confused in that area. You can say, oh, well, this person became successful or whatever. And, you know, maybe I should do that. But maybe what you're passionate about is, is doing podcasts. Maybe what you're passionate about is making YouTube videos. Maybe you want to move to Hollywood, become an actor. Maybe you want to move to Seattle and work at the first Starbucks. Maybe you want to open a franchise company whatever that is, or maybe you want to start your own airline business, whatever, whatever you want. Self-help is going to help you build like a foundation for, for your mindset and who you are and what you want to be. But to really create that meaningful change, to really start to make those big changes in your life and in your personality and what you're doing, you're going to need that element of that, that knowledge. You know, you have to go seek out the knowledge that you're missing. Because here's the thing is, you can, if Elon Musk, just, let's just take an example that we were talking about Elon Musk. If he had to, if all he did was read self-help books, he probably would still be successful. And he probably would have came up with a with a, a rocket system himself. He could draw it out, plan it out. But the most effective way, and he realized this was to go to the experts, find the experts, read their material and learn from them and then come up with his own system. That's what it came down to. So, you know, self-help can help you build the plan, but don't rely on it to, to make, to get you the exact information that you need to know to get to where you want to be. Except, except if all you want to do is read self-help and be happy about it, or all you want to do is more like personal internal types of things, like, you know, building confidence, improving your, you know, charisma, um, you know, feeling more competent, being better in relationships, communicating better. You know, if those are the areas, then yes, you would find those books in those areas. And that's what self-help is there to do. But why do you want to do it? Because you want to be a better business person. So how do you become a better business person? Learn more about business, learn more about communications, your soft skills. Um, so all of those things, and you want to cut through that illusion of the self-help of that, that self-help making you feel good. And here's the, the other side of that is, you know, although self-help doesn't teach you what to do for the specifically what to do if you want to pursue a very specific industry or business line. But what it does do is it teaches you happiness. And here's the second part of that illusion is if you read too much self-help, you're going to start, you're going to feel good. So great self-help authors, personal development authors, uh, self-improvement authors, they are, are, are scientists of motivation and happiness. And at the end of the day, what you're going to have is you're going to have this uh, amazing thing. You're going to have this amazing feeling, these emotions. You're going to have the second element of motivation built up within yourself. But because you, all you've read is self-help, you're not going to know where to put it, right? You're going to need to find some avenue with which to push and focus all of that. And maybe it might be digital marketing. Maybe it might be um, you know, selling, selling stuff in your career. Maybe it might be selling cars. Maybe it might be helping animals. Maybe it might be, you know, considering a new career path. So you're going to feel motivated, but again, what the self-help books lack is that specific idea toward your future plan.
if you want to change your careers, it can help you realize that. It can help you feel good about changing your careers, but the self-help isn't going to tell you that, that strategy. You have to go find that extra element by yourself. And it can help you design it, maybe come up with your own plan, your own ideas. But ultimately, you know, it's easier to learn from the best, learn from the experts, find the experts, find the answers, keep learning how or learning from, from the people that are going to give you the best information possible. Find, look for when it works and how to develop it. And finally, you know, uh, to, to summarize that idea, I mean, if you want to build a business, read a business book. Assuming you have the other foundations, like you feel confident about it, you feel competent, you feel like you can do it. You know, otherwise you might want to combine the two books. But here's the other part of that is when it comes down to any book, when you're reading self-help, unless the self-help is helping you plan your exact strategy, you know, you're doing nothing but feeling good, right? You're not creating your own systems. You're not creating your own ideas. The self-help book is helping you do that. And yes, throughout all your life, you know, you want mentors, you want people that can, that you can ask questions to that can help you through certain situations that you can engage with that are going to help you through whatever situation you have. But at the end of the day, before before 1937, you know, you had a very few number of authors who were writing this and you had much less access to it. Like a lot of the books from before 1900 are, are free in the public domain. So you had a lot less access to those because books were much more expensive back then and weren't affordable to everybody. So those who could afford it were very fortunate. And there was much more thought that had to go into things. And I don't mean thought like just, you know, thinking, but I, I'm talking about thought, like focused thought. When you're reading, you have to you activate your creative mind. You've got your mind, you've got, you've got the words and you're interpreting the words and you're, you know, creating images like mental images, not real images, not really seeing things, right? But you're creating these mental images and you're imagining different scenarios and you're probably thinking of, you know, different ways to apply the ideas. And that's incredibly valuable to get your thoughts like that. But at the same time, you know, if you read too much self-help, then really what you're getting is all the ideas of the self-help. You're, you're finding ideas from the self-help as opposed to the ideas that are going to help you create that change, right? If you were to sit down with self-help for an hour or for two hours versus sitting down with a book for one hour and then sitting down for the next hour to think about your plan and to write out your, your ideas, write out your thoughts and your strategies and how you want to move forward and, and create that plan for yourself. Those are very different experiences. Again, just to reiterate that experience, you know, two hours of just voracious reading versus, you know, one hour of voracious reading and then one hour of you know, putting your plans onto paper, getting ideas down, you know, starting to come up with strategy and just sitting in, in contemplation about how to move forward, what to do, what specific actions you might take. That is a whole different area there. I'm not saying necessarily that the second is better than the first, right? Two hours of good reading can help you find so much valuable value depending on what you're reading. And then one hour of reading plus one hour of active thought of yourself without, you know, having any sort of guidance from the book can also have a tremendous amount of value. But again, those are two different areas and you want to make sure that you balance out 
the amount of information you're getting versus the amount of application. And it doesn't even have to be action application. You know, it doesn't even have to be taking the, the book, the ideas from the book and then, you know, going out there and then, you know, changing the world. Yes, that's helpful. But at the same time, at the same time, you know, to put it into application by applying them, getting the ideas down onto paper, getting the, the thoughts down and, you know, starting to get your focus and get your mind to where you want it to be, which is ultimately where you read the, read the self-help for anyways. And then of course, take action, go forward, go, go forward, you know, two hours, one hour of reading. And this is, this isn't like a rule or a system I'm creating. I'm just making up these numbers. One hour of reading, one hour of thought, 10 minutes of that action, right? You, you th- highly impactful action. Cause here you've got an hour of reading, an hour of ideas coming into your mind, one hour of planning for those 10 minutes. You think about people that create a speech, people who plan speeches, people who are, are professional public speakers, they spend hours planning, preparing, all for just maybe 10 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe an hour on stage, sometimes longer, right? If they're, they're uh, big, big, well-known celebrity speakers who speak for an entire weekend, that's different. So they're, they've been planning, for, most of those people have been planning for years. They've been building up their systems and creating their systems for multiple, multiple years. And when you've got that, it's a little different, right? But at the end of the day, this, this was just an idea of what it takes to create that action that you want in your life. You know, whether it's a combination of the reading, whether it's self-help or the ideas coming from that one specific industry that you want to focus on. And then, you know, a good amount of thinking that goes into it, that planning, that strategizing, that you know, imagining, you know, some people are better at imagining images, like say a film director uh, probably has an easier time imagining what a scene is going to look like than say a, well, I would say that a really brilliant mathematician probably sees in images, like has mental images too. But, but maybe if you're like, I don't know what, maybe if you're like, I don't know, I can't really think of many jobs that many skilled jobs that can't, that can't imagine. Cause if you're a mechanic, you know, you probably imagine what a, the, your tools look like. If you're a plumber, you can imagine what a plumbing situation could look like. If you're a fireman, you imagine how to put out a fire. Um, if you're a teacher, maybe you're imagining the students and how you teach them. So yeah, I, you know, I can't really think of an example where you, where someone in a career wouldn't be able to, you know, uh, it imagerize an imaginary scenario, but maybe a director would be more effective at creating, you know, a big picture. But anyways, going back to the idea is, you know, that hour of, of, of reading and getting that like mentorship from the author. And then there's the hour of that thought process. And this could be multiple times. And then finally, all that adds up to is just those few moments that, you're going to take action, whether it's writing your business plan. And I'm not saying writing a business plan takes 10 minutes, but however long it takes a lot, a lot of the planning, you know, you could say writing a business plan is basically just getting your thoughts to flow from your head and through your fingers onto the paper. Right? So with that said, you're getting the ideas, you're thinking about what's happening, you know, your thoughts matter. And then finally taking the effort to get them on a paper, but don't mix up 
Don't let the illusion of self-help, don't let self-help create an illusion that you are moving towards your very, very specific goal, whether it's, you know, making a better family, making uh, your first television show, creating a YouTube channel, becoming a comedian, whatever that is, again, self-help can help you in, in so many ways to build that foundation. But ultimately, you're going to need to go practice and you're going to need to go think and imagine how you're going to do it and plan it and then ultimately do it if you want if you desire if that is what's going to make you happy when you become happy enough about doing something excited enough about doing something you're virtually guaranteed to go do it um but you know if you're concerned about it if you're scared if you're you know fearful then maybe you need the right ideas combined with personal development and that's what's going to help you get there so I, I didn't make this episode to just talk about do, 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 do. That's not what the, the purpose is. Um, you know, it's it's a combination of realizing the, the gaps that, that reading self-help can create and to address them, to make sure that you don't fall into that trap and to ultimately help you make the changes that you're looking for to take those steps that you want to take and to ultimately take control of your own life and launch potential, launch the potential you've got, the massive potential you've got. And with that, thank you so much for watching or listening to this. Be sure to like, share, subscribe to this channel and stay tuned for future videos. Be sure to engage. I would love to read your comments, what you think, whether you agree or disagree and uh, connect with me on social media on at MindsetFerg. That's M-I-N-D-S-E-T-F-E-R-G and have a wonderful day. Wish you the best and wish you success.